You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? It is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremenges. As always, I am a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host here of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Before we dive into our topics, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to your Tuesday episode here at the Locked On Rams podcast. We got another interesting show for you guys here, and it's more revolved around the rumor mill, a little bit of heat potentially, and we do know where there is smoke, there sometimes tends to also be fire. So we got to talk about this topic a little bit more, even though it might seem so unrealistic, and that is the Julio Jones trade saga I want to dedicate a segment or two kind of breaking it down in more detail because the Rams continue to potentially be involved here, maybe linked by way of media sources, and we're going to dive into what I'm talking about there. And then in the final segment, I also want to dive into the fact that the Rams finally have begun their team OTAs as opposed to just their rookie OTAs, and we can sort of go over that in the final segment. But before we get to that, I do need to bring to your attention More of this Julio Jones saga, the drama, the juicy stuff, everything that we all want to know about. Now, I prefaced it by saying the Rams just don't seem like a realistic trade partner. I mean, they have five good wide receivers on their roster or, you know, four good wide receivers and a fifth that they just drafted 57th overall. So all logic would suggest that the Rams should not be in play for Julio Jones. They have as much talent as any wide receiver room in the NFL. They have guys that can fill different roles. You have the Robert Woods and Cooper Cups who are going to be very solidified, very dependable, guys that are going to get you those first downs, make big plays over the middle of the field. You have the Deshaun Jackson, the 2-2 Atwell, to make those big plays over the top, create chunk plays, those explosives that the Rams are looking for. And then you have Van Jefferson who can do a little bit of everything and is you know more comfortable going into his second season, presumably, as opposed to what he was last year as a rookie. But I mentioned it on one of the episodes last week, Peter Schrager, a guy who is very plugged in with the Rams, sort of linked the Rams and Julio Jones after the trade rumors came about. He did say that Raheem Morris, obviously the former interim head coach of the Falcons, and Julio are and were super, super tight. And there is obviously that link there. And the Rams are not a team that you essentially want to count out. And so, you know, you look at a tweet yesterday from Steve Weich of NFL Network, and he sort of said the same thing. He was hinting along the lines of the Rams potentially being interested. And basically what he said was in a tweet, this is a quote. He said, one team I will never count out when it comes to this possibility, dot, 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 dot. And the reason we know that that was about the Rams was because he was quote tweeting a tweet from Jalen Ramsey where Jalen Ramsey was essentially trying to sell a guy like Julio to come to LA. Jalen said a winning culture, a great city, primetime games, LA's number one football team, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds like the Rams should be a place superstars should want to play football. LOL. I emojis. And then the shrug emoji blessings. Yes. I'm recruiting LOL. I want to win. 
the Rams are essentially getting linked to Julio Jones more heavily than we've ever seen before. You have Schrager, who we mentioned, who's obviously very plugged in with the Rams. Now you have Steve Weich of the NFL Network, who again is plugged in with the Rams as well. And just in the NFL in general, you have players, superstar players like Jalen Ramsey now coming to the forefront and beginning those recruiting efforts and trying to get another superstar to LA. So there is some possibility there. Now, you know, talking about Les Snead, the general manager of the Rams, I'm 100% certain that either he called Atlanta or he's going to call Atlanta and he's at least going to inquire. I'm pretty sure that most players in the NFL, if not every player that is available in the NFL by way of a trade at some point, Snead is likely calling them or has called and he at least wants to have a feeler, get an idea of what the team may be looking for. And Adam Schefter also came out and said that a few months ago, the Falcons were looking for a first-round pick for Julio, and they weren't able to get it in that teams around the NFL now believe that they're probably going to have to settle for a second-round pick, you know, if not less or whatever the case may be. Maybe you throw in a player, whatever the case is there. But, you know, the Rams obviously don't have first-round picks, so that was going to be an issue for them. Now that the Falcons are likely going to have to settle for less, it could potentially put the Rams in legitimate play as a possibility for a guy like Julio. Now, again, there is still the concern that the wide receiver situation would be very murky, but, you know, there is a possibility that the Rams could at least be an option. I think they should be. You know, you look at the moves that the Rams have made since they've come to LA. We know all about LA. Like, let's be real here. This is the city and the state where all the stardom is going, all the popular people, all the celebrities. The Rams have made a lot of splash plays since going to LA. Pretty much everything they've done has revolved around, you know, the brand of the Rams and and the image as opposed to obviously, you know, the football is important too. And their performance is obviously super important and they've been very successful. But not only that, you know, they're trading for superstar talents like Jalen Ramsey and Matthew Staffords, and Brandon Cooks, and Aqib Talibs, and Marcus Peters, and Dante Fowler, and all these big personalities, and they're, I think, proving that they're about just as much off the field in terms of like that star power as they are on the field with their performance, and trying to go get Super Bowls, and play in big games, and be a successful franchise, so a guy like Julio, I mean, he's going to be another big step in that stepping stone there towards being a more attractive offense, being a more explosive offense, that connection between Stafford and Julio would probably be very similar to the one that we watched in Detroit between Stafford and former wide receiver Calvin Johnson. I think they could have that kind of potential in terms of the big play potential, the downfield threat, the massive, massive highlight reel, all these star-studded plays. I think this is a move that the Rams are likely to inquire about or have inquired about, and that is something we're going to dive into in the next segment. I want to talk about potential realistic trade packages for the Rams, maybe some of the cap issues with the Rams and obviously a trade for Julio Jones here and some of the other things that may revolve around a potential deal here. And while we've got you, you can make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP or the page at Locked On Rams. Baseball season and the NBA playoffs are in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports, so make sure to go check them out You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS. I'd like to think that my word holds a lot of weight as I have lost 155 pounds over the last two and a half years. And throughout that process, I was looking for the best protein bar and I finally stumbled upon one called the Built Bar. I'm telling you guys, the Built Bar is by far the best that I've tried. Not only are there a bunch of different flavors, but their texture is unlike any other protein bar I've ever tried. The bars are also super delicious and healthy. They're low in calories, low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber, and they'll even work for you on a keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the second segment here at the Locked On Rams podcast. This is your Tuesday episode, and we are going to pick up right where we left off talking about what the Rams could potentially send to the Atlanta Falcons in a realistic trade package for superstar wide receiver Julio Jones. And I forgot to mention this in the first segment, but initially we were led to believe that the Falcons wanted to trade Jones because of their salary cap situation and the fact that you know their salary cap situation was so bad and they could save a lot of money by trading Julio Jones post June 1, which by the way is why they still have not dealt him. And There was actually a big twist and turn in the saga yesterday, and that was the news that came out from Ian Rappaport, I believe it was. He actually said that Julio Jones requested a trade from the Falcons a few months back, and we're not really sure why. Probably safe to guess that, you know, the Falcons don't really look like they're going to compete for a Super Bowl in the next year, maybe in the next two or three years, and Julio is getting up there in age. I want to say he's 33 years old right now or closing in on 33, so probably doesn't have a ton of playing time left or in his prime at least, and he's likely going to want to go compete for championships and whatnot. And so that could be the reason why he requested a trade. And also on top of that, he was technically on FS1's Undisputed with Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp was literally on live television, had Julio on the phone, on a phone call, on speaker, asking him about the situation. And Julio said, You know, I'm out of there in terms of talking about what his situation was with the Falcons and whether or not he wanted to go to the Cowboys. He said, no, I want to go play for a team that's going to win. And the reason the Cowboys were kind of in that mix was because he had a picture with a fan the other day wearing a sweatshirt that said Dallas Cowboys on it. So very interesting, but it sounds like he's going to get dealt at some point. What could the Rams possibly offer? Well, we did touch on in the first segment that it's likely going to require at least a second round pick maybe a little bit more, maybe a second and a player, maybe a third round pick and a player. I'm not 100% positive. Benjamin Albright did suggest that there were a few teams in play in a Julio Jones trade or sweepstakes a few months back. I believe he name dropped the Las Vegas Raiders, Baltimore Ravens, and there might've been another team in there that I'm not recalling right now, but the Rams could be in play. And obviously they have a lot of receivers. Now the issue is, is they can't really trade Robert Woods or Cooper Cup because they did restructure both of their contracts, you know, a month and a half ago prior to free agency. So the dead money on their trades just can't do it. Dead money in terms of Cooper Cup, if you do trade him this season, $10.7 million in money lost. You're actually going to eat $16 million in dead. So you're going to be netting negative $10 million, almost $11 million. That's not going to happen. 
Robert Woods, similar situation, $17.975 million in dead money, $12.1 million in net negatives. So you can't do that either. That is obviously a huge concern because Julio is going to require his contract to be taken over by his new team, which I believe might be on the hook for $15 million. So obviously not a lot of teams can afford that. If the Rams want to find a way to make it work, you know, I'm going to guess that they're probably going to have to restructure Matthew Stafford. And then they're probably going to have to be interested in trading somebody that they could save money on. I'm not 100% certain who that might be, if not restructuring somebody else's contract. But I do think the Falcons would want someone in return, probably a wide receiver. The Rams obviously are very deep at that position. They could offer like a second or a third round pick, one of the comp picks that they're going to get either for losing, you know, like a John Johnson, which I believe is going to be a fourth, but could offer a third round comp from losing Brad Holmes last offseason to the Detroit Lions as their GM. They will get one more third round pick for that in this next draft. So they could choose to trade that as well as like a Van Jefferson if the Rams are just ready to try and win right now and really want to capitalize on that Super Bowl window. You know, the Falcons could look to trade for a guy like Jefferson. He's young, could start for them alongside Calvin Ridley, similar players, very good route runners. He would definitely start there. I think he would be a very good player there. Matt Ryan would probably give him a lot of opportunities in that receiver core, but it really depends on what the Rams want to do. They could ultimately trade Deshaun Jackson, which would save all $3.265 million on his contract, but I just can't see them signing Jackson, selling him this idea of coming home and giving him the number one and all this good stuff, trying to get him back in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, and then just trading him a month later. That just does not seem likely, in my opinion. If anything, if the Rams are very interested in actually going to get a Julio, either it's going to have to require you know a second-round pick and hope that that gets it done, or a third-round pick and like I mentioned, maybe a Van Jefferson, you know, maybe somebody else where the Rams can save a little bit of money, but we do know that it's going to be very, very tough for them to pull this one off just because they don't have that much money. I mean, they have $7 million in cap space right now. If they restructure Matthew Stafford, they could create a total of $12.6 million, which would push them just under 20 million total. So they could technically afford Julio if they really, really want to find a way to boost the offense. And I mean, I get it, right? He's older, 32 and a half, almost 33 years old. He's had some injury issues now, hasn't missed a ton of games in his career. I mean, 2020, he missed, you know, seven. And in 2019, he missed one. And then you go back to 2016, missed two games. But for the most part, this guy's playing 14 or 15 games or 16 games every single season. He's putting up 14 to 1800 yards receiving every single season. And not only that, But among all players in the NFL history at the receiver position, with over 200 receptions, Julio Jones has the most yards per game in NFL history with 95.5. Think about every good wide receiver that's ever played in the NFL. Julio Jones, on a per-game basis, is more productive with his 95.5 receiving yards per game then your Isaac Bruce's, your Marvin Harrison's, your Terrell Owens's, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, everyone you can imagine, Larry Fitzgerald's, Julio Jones on a per game basis is more productive in terms of the receiving yardage. The reason I'm stressing this is I want people to understand just how special of a talent this guy is, how dominant he legitimately is, even at this stage in his career. Last year, 31 years old, played in nine games. He had 771 yards receiving 
in nine games on a team that was terrible. That should really just explain to you how dominant this player is. I mean, 11.3 yards per target last year, that was a career high for him. The guy has not aged badly whatsoever, kind of like a fine wine, to be honest with you. He's still as dominant as ever. He would instantly be the number one receiver for the Rams. He would bring a huge receiver, a big dynamic to make explosive plays down the field, still very fast, still very explosive, can fight for the ball in the air, can create separation. He could do every single thing you need a superstar wide receiver to do. And not only that, but his presence would obviously allow everyone else on the offense to have an easier time, specifically the remaining wide receivers, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, if he was still there in that regard, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, same thing. Julio would be the guy that defenses want to double team more than anyone. And with a guy like Matthew Stafford at quarterback, the arm that he has and the successes that we've seen between he and Calvin Johnson throughout all those years in Detroit, in my opinion, this is something you have to explore if you are serious about winning a Super Bowl right now. And all the moves that the Rams have done and have made suggest that they are exactly in that space, that they are in belief that their Super Bowl window is open right now and that they could potentially capitalize by adding another superstar receiver like Jones to this team could very well take the top off the defense and put that cherry on the top of this ice cream sundae that could be the final addition to what might ultimately make a top two, top three, top five, number one offense in the NFL in 2021. That is enough for the Julio Jones talk for now, and we will continue to update you guys on this segment and on this topic if there are any new additions to this saga here. But for now, we're going to dive into the final segment, and the final segment is going to be about the Rams finally kicking off their full team OTAs. And while we've got you, make sure to check back in here at the Locked on Rams podcast every day. We're going to continue our offseason coverage for the Rams all off-season and all week long. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't even start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. That's right. I said 20 years, two decades is a very long time. We know there's no better time than right now to support family-owned businesses with the COVID stuff that we have going on in our world. And if you are a person who likes to either fix things yourself or you're a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, you should check out Rock Auto. All you have to do is just go to their website and check out all their available parts. If your car needs it, there's a damn good chance that they have it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, the Knicks were left stunned and Father Time lost at the PGA Championship. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here of this Tuesday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. And we're going to continue with where we left off prior to the break, talking about the Rams, their full team finally kicking off OTAs. The season isn't necessarily getting closer, but we're finally starting to see a little bit of action in terms of what the Rams are going to look like this season. The players have finally strapped on their shells. And if you guys don't know what that means, that just is a different word for helmets. And if you look at their Twitter, at RamsNFL, 
They're slowly starting to upload some clips of guys like Cam Akers running around in his new number three, you know, doing those bag drills and all that good stuff coming out of the backfield and running the football. You're starting to see guys like Nick Scott, you know, a special teams ace, a guy who's very important on that side of the ball, getting ready all the players in their working environments, lifting together, getting to know each other, building that chemistry, and really just taking those first steps to what ultimately could be either you know, a successful or unsuccessful season. The start of the season is essentially here. This is where guys are going to start to obviously get to know each other on a personal basis, build those relationships where the incoming rookies are finally now getting their first look and their first taste at what it requires to be an NFL player. I mean, imagine being an undrafted free agent. You're going to, you know, your first NFL practices and you see a guy like Aaron Donald. Man, that is a guy I am watching the entire day. I'm following him. What he's eating, I'm eating. What he's putting in his body, I'm putting in my body. When he's sitting down, I'm sitting down. When he's walking, I'm walking. That is the kind of guy you want to emulate at every single step of the way. And that's where this stuff is going to be ultimately important because championship teams, they do the right things from the ground up. It's the little stuff. You know, it's building the chemistry, gelling properly, obviously being healthy and going into the season healthy and all that good stuff. But this is the part where you start to build that conditioning and that ground up the foundation that is ultimately going to carry the Rams into training camp where they can continue to build up that foundation, sort of like, you know, framing a house at this point. And then you go into the season and that's when you start to really put, you know, that outside up all the walls, all the insulation, the finishing touches in the house. And that is sort of how I look at this. And I'm certain that teams do as well, because this is where you really start to build that foundation going into this next season. I'm sure obviously the Rams are starting to implement, you know, a lot of new stuff on offense. They're not going to dive super deep into it, but you look at Sean McVay, he's got a new quarterback for the first time as a head coach with the Rams. You could probably believe that You know, he's going to implement some different kind of passing concepts, different kind of schemes. You know, the offensive line looks a little bit different than they have in the past. So wouldn't be shocked if Kevin Carberry, the new offensive line coach, is now involving and installing some new schemes, some new run schemes with those guys. Maybe not so much outside zone, maybe a little bit more power based. Obviously, the gelling on that side of the ball, you got a lot of new receivers, new quarterbacks, new offensive linemen. That stuff is going to take, you know, a while to get all the kinks out and get the timing down perfectly. Then you look at the defensive side of the ball. We haven't even mentioned that. I mean, they have a new D coordinator. They could very well be running, you know, what could be 50%, 60%, maybe a different scheme. I know the Rams have talked about Raheem Morris sort of taking over what Wade Phillips started and, you know, what Brandon Staley evolved, but they said the same thing about Brandon Staley taking over what Wade Phillips did and keeping it similar, but it really wasn't all that similar. And it was a good change, obviously, because Brandon Staley made them the best defense in football. But my point is to say that, you know, Raheem Morris is going to take over this defense and you're going to know that there's going to be a new D coordinator because he's going to put his own flavors and his own touches on how they call plays, what their schematics are, who's going to do certain things and which roles and at what times. Everything is going to be different, and it's going to be fun to finally get to see, you know, the very beginnings of this stuff. Obviously, you know, we can't see it as media or as fans. It's not open to our eyes, but we can finally start to see, you know, the team media, the people that do work for the Rams sort of enlighten us, 
start to actually write articles about it. I believe that a lot of these guys are now starting to meet with the media. Obviously, the old faces, you're going to start to hear from them again, as well as the new guys that we haven't heard from yet. I believe that that either kicks off, you know, at some point this week. It might be like later in the week, but it's going to be fun to finally hear everyone talking about their first experiences, the rookies talking about, you know, how they're coming along, how they're learning the playbooks, how this transition is for them so far, because, you know, this is a big, big transition going from wherever you played in college to the pros playing with guys like Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. We obviously mentioned him. Imagine Tutu Atwell going from catching passes from Malik Cunningham, who might not be drafted as a quarterback, to Matthew Stafford, a guy who's, you know, in the top 15 of passing yards all time in NFL history. Like, that's the kind of stuff that is going to be a big transition for these guys. And it's going to be very, very fun to finally start to see those beginning steps, the beginning foundations, the bricks being laid for the Rams and this new Rams team in 2021. There's a new quarterback, a potentially new offense or at least somewhat new maybe a little bit different to our eyes new offensive line potentially a very very different defensive unit and we didn't even talk about the special teams and once again a new special teams coordinator as well so likely going to be a lot of change up there in terms of the personnel as well as the schemes and I'm pretty sure nobody knows about special team schemes all too much so I'm not even going to pretend to know about that or talk about it but probably going to be a lot of changes on that side of the ball as well and I'm finally excited to start diving into football. Hopefully we can continue this trend. Everyone can stay healthy. Everything starts to go smoothly for the Rams and we can start to see you know, a little bit more content of Stafford throwing a few footballs to the Robert Woodses and the Cooper Cups. And hey, maybe even the Julio Joneses. We're gonna keep you guys updated on everything surrounding the Julio Jones saga. Right now, the Rams are not one of the favorites to land him, but there is a lot of smoke there. There are some potential links and connections. So we're gonna make sure to keep you guys updated on that. For now, I would say temper your expectations. Don't expect it to happen. But you can never necessarily count the Rams out. I would not be the person to count out Lester Sneed. He's always finding a way to make magic happen. And in this situation, I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever if the Rams, who are in a Super Bowl window, find a way to make their team significantly better for only a fraction of the price. That is all we got for you guys on this episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening to another episode here. Just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QB's MEP and the page at Locked On Rams. Please check back every episode throughout the rest of the week. We're going to continue our off-season coverage for the Rams here all week long. And also, please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.